0: What is going on Hawks nation welcome back to another episode of the Hawks fan TV podcast brought to you by Alex and Mac and today we have a very special guest Adnan Ikic, uh the leader of the Hawks six-man section or should I say the notorious six-man section uh, of none other than our favorite ball club the Atlanta Hawks so um yeah we're excited to have them Adnan welcome to the show man
1: I'm happy to be here I didn't know we were that notorious honestly
0: <laughs> Hey. <laughs> You guys have developed a little name online, man. It's got a little reputation. You guys have gone viral on on Twitter a few times. So, yeah, I'd say it's
1: fun. So it's always fun uh, seeing that happen, honestly.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing doing the Lord's work over there. So before we get into it, I will say, as I'm wearing a six-man section shirt, I've actually been in the six-man section a few times with Adnan. And if you guys have ever been in the arena and seen it or been a part of it, because I know there are some interchangeable pieces in there, guys, it is one of the most hyped things in all the sports. I literally have lost my voice every single time I go. And I we are just screaming the entire time. This man comes up with the greatest chance in the world. We'll get into that a little more in the interview. But guys, this is truly one of the cooler, more unique things that the Hawks have. So I'm really excited to have Adnan on here and uh, get to talk about it a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, remember, uh, I remember the games you came to. I Hope we won them, honestly, but... Uh,
2: undefeated. Undefeated.
1: Undefeated. Is- Unde- All right, well, we we need to get you back in there for, for a few more then in that case.
2: Hey, man, twist my arm. Twist my arm, you know? But uh, but like I said, Adnan, we won't keep it too long. We'll go ahead and get into it real quick here. Uh First question, man, just kind of starting back at the beginning of it. Uh, When did the six-man section start and how did its creation kind of come about?
1: So... Full disclosure, the section did start a few years before I joined it. Uh, I would have been too young to join it in, uh, either way at that point. Uh, start of it was in 2010. So I think uh, the Hawks took some inspiration from Milwaukee's fan section. Uh, I don't know if, if, if you guys remember, but uh, when the Hawks played the Bucks in the playoffs, <clears throat> way back when, during the Joe Johnson era, uh, they won that first round. Um... The Bucks had a fan section called, I think it was Sector Six or Squad Six. It was created, I think, funded by Andrew Bogitt, uh, their, you know, great Australian center back in those days. And I think the Hawks took took some inspiration from that. And they they asked an intern at the time, uh, Drew, to, you know, sort of take on this project to bring to bring some uh some people together. Uh and to create sort of a college atmosphere type section. And honestly, I don't think anyone predicted that it would become what it is today. But I do know it, it debuted in 2010 against the Bucks, uh in game one of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from then on, the year after that, it became like a snowball effect. It, it turning into an avalanche to the point where now today it is. A huge thing we have tryouts every single season for anyone that wants to join the section we're always looking for diehard hawks fans you know in the atlanta area to sort of help us you know create that home court advantage to create that atmosphere but yeah the beginnings were way back in in 2010 and you know here we are 14 years later
2: i love it man i actually think i was at game seven of that Bucks series i think that's when they had brandon jennings i, I believe if i remember correctly
1: Man, what a time. Uh, you know, we don't have to talk about what happened after that game seven, but
0: <laughs> no, we don't. No, we that don't. was,
1: uh, yeah, that was uh that was a special team. Like that, that Joe Johnson era always has a special place in my heart for sure.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, shout out to Joe Johnson. Uh he was my favorite Hawks player of all time. Uh still same, is
1: same, same. Like it just the nostalgia of growing up, being being a kid and growing up during that time. And it's just like obviously Joe was you know the leader of the team, six-time All-Star in Atlanta, and you know in my opinion should have his his jersey hung from the Raptors, but you know that, that's that's a separate discussion for a separate podcast, I assume.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. He he inspired me because he he has like these wrist tattoos, and I I, I really wanted those when I was a kid. Uh, so yeah, shout out to ISO Joe. Um, speaking of the six-man section, Adnan, you know you mentioned you guys have tryouts every year. Um, what does that process look like and, and how, how big is the six man section today? Cause I know you guys did some resizing, uh, recently it was bigger from what I understand before then you guys had to cut it down. So yeah, if, uh, shed a little bit more light into that, please.
1: So the tryouts, uh, process used to be a two-parter, uh, so well, a three-parter, if you count the survey, so everyone who wants to try out, fills out a survey, <clears throat> Tell tells us a little bit about it themselves, why they're such a big Hawks fan, uh, why they should be uh, in the group, who their favorite Hawks player is, their favorite Hawks moments, you know, just relevant questions like that. And back in the day, it used to be sort of, the first part was an American Idol type audition where you know, you walk in front, you walk solo or you know, if you have like a, a, a duo type, you know thing with someone, in front of a panel of judges and, you know, you get rated from a scale of one to five based on, you know, how crazy you are or, you know, based on how creative you can be. And you know, that's, that's a little bit more nerve wracking being solo. And then the second part uh, would be going to a home preseason game and doing, you know, exactly what we do in every single regular season game. you, Stand, you cheer, you do have a number on your back to, uh, to distinguish who's who, and uh, the judges pretty much rate you on how hype you are. Uh, since COVID, uh, we pretty much scraped away the the first part, the American Idol part, and now today the the tryout process is pretty much filling out that survey and then coming to a preseason game, complimentary pre home preseason game. And just getting as hyped as you can and you know trying to showcase that you are you know mm-hmm. the people that you know should be uh, in, in the section throughout the season
0: that's awesome that's awesome this, this topic hits a little close to home because uh yeah like years ago i think i was like maybe like five or six years ago i applied and i filled out the survey uh, never got an email back from them, so that that kind of stung. But oh well, that's that's really interesting on on the process and the approval. How big is it? Like, how many people are in the six man section right now?
1: Uh, there's over a hundred now. Uh, I mean, there there's been. Well, we normally keep the number. You know, it, it, there's no set like uh, th- there's no set number, but it just it's just based on how many people try out. If you everyone has to try out every single year, um, even if you know even if you've been part of the the group for years everyone has to come to the preseason game has to do go through that process uh i think uh, i think the numbers are uh in the 110s 120s currently uh the group used to be you know a little bigger as you mentioned uh it used to be five rows uh in the lower bowl now uh, now we have three rows but you know that's just sort of gives us that more responsibility that, all right, we are, you know, a little smaller, but that means we just have to get, you know, even more energetic and we have to sort of, you know, make up for, for the lower numbers. And, you know, we have to, we have to showcase that we are, you know, we we can do
0: this no matter what the numbers are. Exactly. And then uh, just to piggyback last question, a point to that question before I pass it over to you, Mac, is um, I heard there was a, like requirement, like if you don't attend X amount of games, if you get accepted into the, the, the six man section, like you're, you're pretty much cut out and replaced, or is that not true? Uh,
1: no, there isn't a minimum games requirement, but what we do have is a requirement regarding if you go to more games, you'll be prioritized for the bigger games because, you know, everyone wants to come see the Lakers. Everyone wants to come see the Warriors. Everyone wants to come to the playoffs and, you know, have a hundred, uh, have over a hundred people. You don't have over a hundred seats. Uh, we ha- we keep a, a little running tally. So basically, the people who have come to the most games will get those tickets to those, you know, to those high-profile games. Like you know, if you want to come see LeBron on on a Friday night, you have to come come see the the Hornets on a Wednesday night. You know, type thing. So you know, we, we try to reward you know, members who come as frequently as possible.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, that's great insight, Mac. I love it, I love it.
2: So yeah, so next question, uh, add on for you, as we were mentioning earlier in the episode, you guys have honestly gone viral a few times here recently with some of your chants. I think the one that comes to my mind is, uh, mind is the one for d That one was uh, absolutely hilarious um cuz it's true we do not want him so <laughs> um but i got to ask man who comes up with these chants and what does the approval process look like if any
1: so that's actually the cool thing about it there's no like official uh you know approval process about it it's basically just someone stepping up to the free throw line and you know someone just comes up with a chant in the moment uh i've come up i've come up with a lot of them. Uh, I follow along with as much NBA drama as I can and, you know, try to get some of that ammunition and some players make it really easy to, to give that, to give that ammo uh, a little bit. Um, But basically, you know, as a player is stepping up to the free throw line, someone will just, you know, sort of check in with me in the moment and be like, Hey, like let's chant this. And if it makes sense, uh, if it's funny and if it's catchy, then, you know, we'll start chanting it. Obviously, you know, we are ambassadors to the Atlanta Hawks. So, you know, you can't really just chant anything. There, there's some stuff that, you know, there's some lines that you you don't cross. But, you know, a lot of the on-court on, on court stuff is fair game. If a player is dating a Kardashian, like, you know, that that's obviously fair game. Um, but yeah, like, that, that's the cool part about it. Like, they're, there's nothing rigid about it. It's so free flowing and it's, it's just basically, uh, all right, like let's, let's come up with this in the moment. Um, There's a a couple of members that are really good at it as well. I'm going to shout them out. Cordero Patrick, Mike Dawkins, uh, who are both longtime members, you know, uh, of the section They're They're both really good at coming up with chance as well. Um, But yeah, like, you know, we, we have a, a think tank of, of a bunch of people and, if someone comes up with something creative, then you know we'll, we'll we'll fire away with
0: it.
2: I love it, man. That's what makes it so great. Is it's organic. It's in the moment. It's you know it's it's human beings doing doing what we're supposed to do, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, real real quick, uh, to piggyback on that one a little bit, I have to know. As I said, my my favorite, which which chant or chants rather, um, have been your favorite in the past ones where you're like, man, that just felt so good to get that guy like that,
1: man. There have been a few, honestly. Uh, whenever a LeBron team is in town, those always have a higher chance of going viral just because, you know, the national media is there. All eyes are on it. Remember a few years ago, it sticks out in my mind, it was the 2016 season. It wasn't at LeBron, but he was, you know, with the Cavs. And I remember every single time one of his teammates went to the line, we we chanted LeBron will trade you because this was the the – you know, the GM era. I think it was, yeah. it, it may have been, you know, even just past the trade deadline or, or just before the trade deadline. It's, it's been a little bit of time, but I remember coming up with that chain and that one went viral. Like I, you know, it was actually, you know, so cool looking down and seeing the bleacher report notification of, Oh, Hawks fans are like chaining this. Um, This year, the Lakers game. la uh, you mentioned it the DLO, uh, we don't want you. The, we chained, a bunch of stuff at, at at the Lakers players throughout the night. Uh, the this Lakers game was actually really it really stuck out to me. Um, we chanted "You're not Jordan at LeBron." I, I know that'll that may ignite some some debates, some good debates. Um, we chanted "Overrated" at at Austin Reeves, just uh, Dallas reject to Christian Wood. Uh, just uh, anytime someone got to the line, we came up with something. And the reason why it sticks out so much is I think it may have even worked because the Lakers shot like 11 for 23 at the free throw line. And it's just, re- and you know, you saw, we noticed their bench players all looking back at us throughout the night. So I know they heard the chance. So it's always really cool when you create a chant, uh, when it goes viral, obviously, but the most important thing is the coolest thing is when they miss the free throw because you know that that's that's what we're doing it for you know, we want to try to give the hawks any sort of advantage we can and you know if you save a point if you save two points then you know that's that's mission accomplished
2: Hell, yeah and in the fourth quarter man you guys are getting people free chicken too you're doing the lord's work you know
1: oh i mean the the arena doesn't need help when it comes to free chicken like I know, that, that of there, out in there man that, well,
2: that first free throw it is about to explode yeah. for that second one man.
1: anytime anytime it's the fourth quarter like I, I even tell everyone like all right if we're gonna get any chance in, we need to do it before the fourth quarter because nothing's gonna be heard What we come to fourth quarter <laughs> i love that
0: i love that and you, you hit the nail on the head right like at the end of the day you guys are representing the hawks like this is a hawks initiative where they're giving fans free tickets to be hype all game uh I wish I wish the NBA was a little bit more lenient because like, you know, the whole six man vibe, because like when we when we attend games, we all the reporters have to sit right behind the six man section. And so you guys are literally right in front of me. And uh, it it definitely gives off that like college slash high school atmosphere where we're just throwing crazy phrases at opposing teams players. I remember back in high school ball, we had a, a really star rival player. Uh, had some allegations with another female student, and we just kept chanting, no means no, no means no. So things like that. So we got we got pretty crazy, um, but obviously, you know, you probably wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do that at an NBA game, which is a great segue into this question, right? Obviously, you guys are there to be hype. You guys are there to be as loud as possible. Has a Hawks employee ever said like, hey, you guys are acting too crazy? Have you guys... Or like maybe some chance maybe went a little over the line where they said hey you can't say that anything like that happened, um,
1: not necessarily. So the Hawks employ or Hawks employees are really they really like us they they really love what we do and you know it's 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 a lot of fun. I do have one personal example uh, from my very when I first started uh, the very beginning of, of me uh, in the six man section. So basically I do this thing after every turnover and, you know, Max seen it, he's been in the section. Anytime there's a, a dead ball turnover, I I get on on the chair that I, I'm at, on the chair handles and, you know, I just yell which way. Uh, and everyone says that way and points to the direction where the Hawks are going. And I do that three times as loud as possible. I've sort of become known for doing that in the section. So when I, when I first started doing that, Um, you know, the, the usher came to me and she was like, Hey, you can't like stand on chairs. You can't get, you know, obviously safety thing, um, get off the chairs. But, you know, I sort of just didn't listen and it it got to the point where I I think she just gave up after a while. And, you know, lo and behold, years later, uh, nothing's happened to me like on the chairs. I, I constantly get up there, I get down from there. So, you know, that's the only instance where, where, someone came to me and was like, Hey, like you, you need to calm down with this, but you know, they, she was just doing her job in, in that moment. I completely understand.
0: So that, that's the uh, famous, uh, in Twitter handle. Cause I've always wondered where, where that yeah, that's came where from. It
1: comes from. That's where it comes from. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's sort of a, it's sort of an insider type thing where it, it's like an, if you know, if you know type thing, if you know me, um, but you know, I, I guess, uh, I guess I've spilled the beans right now.
0: There you go. Awesome. Mac.
2: I love it, man. I love it. So this next question, man, I, I feel like you you may feel feel responsible at times. Um, but do you guys ever feel responsible, uh, for lack of a better term, there, for the energy in the arena? Like, do, do you kind of wear that on your back, like, hey man, we gotta get hyped tonight because you know we're gonna we're gonna set the
1: tone when it comes to the crowd's energy. Like, do you, do you feel that responsibility at all? Every single game? (laughs) Uh, I, every single game, I don't think I've ever gone into a single home game and I've been to a lot. So I've been to many, many Hawks games in the section, leading the section over the years. And every single game I go into it with this pressure on me to sort of have everyone as hyped as focused, uh, you, you know, as possible, and you know, trying to keep everyone doing the chance, trying to keep keep the energy high because, I mean, yeah, it's you know we are setting the tone. We are trying to create that atmosphere. We are trying to create as much of a home court advantage for the Atlanta Hawks as possible. That's that's what we're there for. And you know, every single time I go into it with my goal of being all right, the Hawks are gonna are gonna know that they're supported. Uh, The Hawks are going to know that we're here, and no matter what, no matter what the score is, we're going to be there throughout the entire game, and we're going to be, you know, chaining let's go Hawks, chaining defense, chaining anything else, and trying to, you know, sort of trying to do anything we can to give them, you know, any bit of energy, any bit of adrenaline, you know, anything possible to sort of, make any sort of a difference that we can that that's what we're there for and especially those games uh you know against against the lakers against the warriors against miami you know where there's plenty of opposing uh teams fans in in the building you know those games are are where we sort of feel that responsibility more than ever of all right you know the hawks are playing at home and we we need to showcase that we have to create we have to establish this this home court advantage.
0: Love it. I love it. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Like I think it's awesome you guys do that because I know like the national narrative, like when it comes to Hawks fans, it's like, oh, you know, they don't have great fans, or there's more fans of other teams, especially when like the Lakers or the Warriors come into town. Um, so I I love that. Um, has any like Hawks players? current players past players or anything like that like ever reached out to you guys or um do they do they like recognize you guys do you all talk to any of those players or is this just strictly like hey you guys are working with the team and and the front office people and that's it Um,
1: uh, so basically a cool story not not any current players um john collins was really cool anytime he would see anyone from you know uh, anytime anyone would ever see him and tell them they were in, in the section, he would always, you know, get so, you know, his eyes would light up. Uh, John Collins is an amazing human being. Um, in 2015. So this was right after the 61 season, um, uh, Mike Muscala, uh, he actually came to our tryouts and, you know, uh, he, yeah, he made a, made a surprise appearance, uh, didn't tell anyone and he just showed up sort of um and yeah mike muscala has always been you know he, he's he been a, a six-man section favorite for sure his dad actually was in the section for like a couple of years there like he, he came to like a bunch of games we we have those big heads we used to have the mike muscala antlers big head you know the the play on the moose nickname and i actually even gifted that to his dad like toward the end of his like hawks tenure so, you know, made sure that that had, had had a good home. But, yeah, like Mike Muscala definitely is is one who sticks out. And even to this day, whenever Mike Muscala comes as, you know, an opposing player, we always change his name. He always reciprocates that love. And, you know, we always make sure that he knows that, yeah, like, you know, we remember you, we we appreciate you. And, you know, even though you're not in Hawks' colors, we still love you.
0: That's so- awesome. Yeah, Muskie was, was always one of my favorites, too. And uh, it's unfortunate um, we didn't give him more playing time. But, yeah, he uh, he's always I'll, – I'll always remember the that playoff run when he did the little three goggles. That went, like, viral. So, I always wow. got for Muskie. I'll never forget that
1: 26-point uh, fourth-quarter comeback against the Cavs. I think it was – that was the Dwight Howard team that was 2017. But, yeah, Mike Muscala played throughout, like, that fourth quarter, and I think he hit that, like, three to tie it. Toward the end of the game, but yeah, that moment definitely sticks out. But definitely, shout out to Mike Muscala, huge, you know, huge fan favorite uh, around these parts for sure. I knew
0: I loved
2: him. Um, But Adnan, we will get you out of here on this question, man. Um, And honestly, it's pretty, pretty, pretty simple here, man. What does the future look like for the six man section? What what plans do you guys have going forward?
1: I mean, we just you know, we're taking it year by year. Uh, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to be as hype as possible. We're trying to be as rowdy as possible. We, we always welcome, you know, any diehard Atlanta Hawks fans who want to try out, uh, you know, to, to do so. We have, you know, our survey is, uh, is, is online. Uh, you can find it. If You fill out the survey, it'll come to an email and I'll put you into a uh, I'll send you an email with the new survey when it gets created in, in August, September, around that time span. But yeah, basically we just want to grow. Uh, we, and, you know, we want to keep doing this as long, as long as we can, as long as possible. And we just want to sort of, uh, you know, as Alex mentioned that, that sort of national narrative for the Atlanta Hawks, we, we know it's, it's a lazy narrative. We know that Atlanta is a great sports town, you know, I'm seeing those games, every single game is, is packed. Like every single game is filled up no matter who the opponent is. And we just want to, you know, sort of continue doing our part in in shifting that narrative and in showcasing that, you know, Atlanta, you know, is a great sports town. Atlanta has great sports fans. And, you know, we we feel, we sort of feel that responsibility a little bit to, to be on the front lines of that.
0: Yeah, and, and as... Because I don't know, because I know you've been doing it for a while now, and I don't know your exact age, but I'm sure, like, from, you know, Mac and myself, like, we're, we're getting up there in age, you know, we're, we're starting to have families, marriage, things of that nature. So I'm sure you guys have to start grooming and prepping uh the new generation of the six-man section as as the older members get, get up there. huh?
1: I mean, that's that's the beauty of it. There is, you know, there is no age limit. There's no age gap. There's people in there who – whom I've met, you know, years ago when I first started the section, who are also, you know, sort of getting up there a little bit. And, you know, we have members in their 60s, we have members in their 50s, and their late teens. And it's it's just an awesome thing that sort of transcends, you know, any demographic. You know, you just have a group of people who are just completely like-minded. And you know that within this group, within this sort of island, you know, in State Farm Arena... You know, it's just you have something in common with all of them, and that's that you will you are willing to lose your voice every single night for the Atlanta Hawks. And you know, there's there's no place we'd rather be uh when when it comes to uh when it comes to an Atlanta, an Atlanta Hawks game than than at State Farm Arena.
2: Exactly. That's what Makes that's- it so beautiful, man. That's what makes it so beautiful. You guys represent Hawks Nation so well. And I know you guys will uh, will keep doing that for sure. Um, before I let you go, though, I I should have asked this earlier. I would be mad at myself if I didn't. What who's what's the guy's name that always stares at the camera? Because every game I go to, I'm waiting for it. I know he, I know he's gonna do it at some point, and it just cracks me up every time.
1: So that's uh, that's one of our longtime members, Ryan Knight. Uh, Ryan Knight is his name, and yeah, uh, that's so. If you go to OX game, you see we're on on the big screen once a game, at least, you know, uh shout out, uh getting a shout out. We're we're on there for about thirty seconds or so as as the Rift Seven Nation Army plays, getting hype and toward the end of it, the camera just focuses in on Ryan and he's just (laughs) staring at it and it's absolutely hilarious. And that that's also another thing that just started out completely organically. Like this was never you know, set up before nobody ever talked to Ryan beforehand of, oh, just, you know, go do this. You know, the camera just one day started, you know, zooming in on him. He just started staring at it. And now it's become an every game type thing. And when Ryan's not there, someone else sort of takes that helm and, and does it instead. It's it, it's really cool. I love it. I
2: love it, man. I love it. Shout out Ryan Knight. Uh, well, like I said, I know we will get you out of here on that. Uh, thank you so much for giving us some time this evening, man. It was a pleasure getting to talk to you about the six-man section. And hopefully, hopefully I can be there, be there soon, get get wild with you guys uh some sometime soon. Um, but pleasure having you, man, and definitely, definitely keep keep up the good work.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. All
2: right, guys. Uh, we will get get you out of here on that one. Um, Hawks Nation, be sure to follow us at HawksmanTV TV on Instagram and X go to hawksfantv.com and check out our articles and yeah guys just uh keep up with it because we're going to we're going to
0: keep it up as well. So yeah and also you know a lot of our listeners are just Atlanta fans in general so uh add on where can our, our listeners find you on on the socials for your Hawks and Falcons takes.
1: Uh, yeah so you can find me on Twitter ex, uh, at say which way I think you alluded to it uh, my handle a, a little earlier but uh you can also You know, find a lot of my work. I uh, write for the Falcoholic.com, which is uh, an Atlanta Falcons based website. You can check out my Falcons takes. We do a a live show every Wednesday at around 8 p.m. on YouTube, uh, The Falcoholic Live. So, you know, that's, that's where I am when it comes to the Falcons, when it comes to the Hawks. You can find me in State Bar Marina every single home game. I'll section 122. I'll I'm always the guy with the uh, with the face paint, so if you ever see me, just feel free to come say hi. That's
0: beautiful. Last question, right? Just because we mentioned the Falcons, all right. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear a reason for it. Just in your heart of hearts, who should be quarterback one on opening week one for the Atlanta Falcons? Go, Jaden Daniels. Let's go. Okay, I I, I respect that answer. I, if you were going to say Justin Fields, I might have had to uh, fight you, but I'm glad you didn't say that. I love it. Thanks. Thanks so much. And we really appreciate it, man. Of course.
1: Happy to do it. Happy to be here.